Hey everyone, welcome back to the Bad Yogi Podcast. I'm Erin Motz, and if you're new around here, I'm the co-founder of a company called Bad Yogi. We have been redefining yoga culture since the beginning, with yoga classes and courses made for real-life people. And around here on the Bad Yogi Podcast, I talk about all things yoga, wellness, lifestyle, and pretty much anything that falls in between those things. Now, I'll be honest with you. Today's episode, I think, is going to get me into some trouble. Like, no doubt. I mean, and, and it makes me nervous because what's kind of interesting is that a long time ago when I first started out, I used to say stuff all the time uh, that most people wouldn't say, and that got me into trouble too. So, like, back in the day, it was actually kind of radical that a yoga teacher would admit to, like, eating a burger or drinking wine or confess to lacking focus in meditation or something. And I know that sounds stupid, but it's true. And of course, now, today, there's lots of yoga teachers who followed suit. And the landscape of yoga has changed, like, drastically since Bad Yogi started. So a lot of what was radical 10 years ago is just par for the course today. And it's like, now I'm comfortable, you know? Like, I feel like I'm among my people. And a lot of people agree with things that I say, and, and or at least... A lot of people agree with the popular things that I say. It's a friendly place to be. But now I'm at a point again where there's some things bugging me that I really want to speak out on, but I'm afraid of getting, you know, I'm afraid of getting kickback like I did way back when. And I do think that I have a few thoughts that today people would look at and say, oh, wow, that's so not yogic. But I have to really sit back and remind myself that this is bad yogi, not make everyone like me all the time yogi, right? So here's the deal. I mean, today I'm just going to really kind of speak without a filter. And what we're going to talk about today is, yes, the concept of sensitivity. And what exactly do I mean by that? And then how do we talk about controversial or potentially triggering topics without immediately being labeled as someone who has bad intentions? Um, I also want to tell you, really just get it off my chest, my own opinion about all of this, and then I'll just kind of wrap up with a little challenge to you personally. So let's jump right in. Let's get to the first topic, which is sensitivity. Like, what do I mean by it when I say sensitivity? And I guess I hesitate to say this, of course, too, because... I guess this is what some people would call being politically correct. And look, usually I am one of those people who thinks that we should always err on the side of caution in our communication. Like, I'm on board. I want to be sensitive to people, and I don't want to offend people. I'm I'm honestly, the word politic, the phrase politically correct has kind of a, a certain connotation these days. So I'll just say that, like, I am probably what my parents, and maybe your parents, maybe you, would consider like a quote bleeding heart liberal okay like I'm super touchy-feely yeah I'm gonna cry at the public's commercials around Thanksgiving and literally any documentary about factory farming like yes despite the fact that I eat meat sometimes I cannot handle these these documentaries I just can't and what can I say like I'm a walking contradiction I guess but aren't we all okay like we all have contradictory feelings and beliefs but My point is that I I genuinely, I really want people to feel safe and included in my presence and especially, above all, in my yoga classes. But I don't always get it right. Um, You know, not too long ago, I actually 
this feels really awkward to admit or to talk about in this way, but what the heck, right? So a few months ago, I wrote a blog post for the Bad Yogi blog, and I think it was titled something to the effect of like um, five yoga poses or X yoga poses for women on their period. And I got a few comments to that. I mean, I would have not expected anything from that. To me, that sounds completely unoffensive but I got some comments and responses to that that said that I shouldn't have said women with periods I should have said people with periods and you know you can have your opinions but basically I didn't take into consideration the transgender community and this was just something that went right over my head like I of course I, I did not think of that at all especially in the context of a period right so I, I got back to the, the people that, that had um, some concerns and we talked it out and it was fine. But all that to say that while sometimes if you follow me on social media or on the blog, you might know that sometimes I intend to antagonize in little ways, right? Like not in the way of gender equality or race or stuff like that, but in stupid little things. And I never want to make anyone feel badly about themselves. So it's not like I think all sensitivity should go out the window and we should, it should just be a free for all. Say what you think, have no filter, be a douche, you know, like that's not what I'm talking about. Um, I guess ultimately what I want to get to is how, and this is a weird transition because I'm not talking about, (laughs) about gender or anything like that, but Basically, how can we talk about controversial or really potentially triggering topics without immediately being labeled as someone who has bad intentions? And that's my question, right? So let me get a little bit deeper into this. And I'll say, for example, right, at the start of the year, at the start of uh, the new year in 2018, I decided that I was going to change my diet a little bit because it was really for two main reasons. The first one is that in January of 2018, I turned 30 and uh, I, I decided that here's my thought process, right? I am, I'm a healthy person. I have all of my abilities and faculties and all of my finances are mine because we don't have kids yet. And uh, so we have like this really great to me this is like a great time in life because I have freedom and I'm healthy so I need to take advantage of that so for my 30th I was like in my 30th year I'm gonna get into the best shape of my life like I want to take advantage of all that I have the time the health everything so I have made some tweaks to that end and the second reason I'll talk about that a little bit later talk more about that a little bit later uh, the second reason what that I changed certain elements of my diet was because I have a very strong family history of heart disease and and other like lifestyle diseases I guess you could say like diabetes right and even though my a lot of my uh, family members are both rather both my parents are like slim and healthy and fit going back on both of their sides there's a lot of heart disease like pretty much everybody and diabetes so it's like okay I know that maybe there's a propensity in my DNA that this could be a a problem someday so listen I would rather just it not be a problem ever and I know that I can't make that reality if I'm eating pizza all the time and drinking alcohol every night you know like there's certain things that you just can't do when you're trying to have a goal like that and same goes with the physical goal it's like I know I, I think a lot about this and maybe this makes me morbid but I think sometimes 
out when I'm like 90 years old, if I'm lucky enough to live that long. And if I'm 80 or 90 and, you know, of course you can do less, even if you're very healthy, and when in your 80s than you could in your 30s. And I don't want to look back and be like, damn, why didn't I... Why didn't I try to just like see if I could have a little bit of ab definition? Why why didn't I see if I could run that 5k? I should have just tried. I mean, wow, I had everything available to me. Why didn't I just try to be the best that I could possibly be? And so that's where I'm at. You know, I kind of feel like uh, let me just see what the best I could be looks like and feels like. I really want that experience. And so yeah, that's just my own kind of personal goal. And I had these little tweaks in my in my diet where I gave up dairy almost entirely. Um, I occasionally have a yogurt, like a natural unflavored yogurt in my day, but no cheese, even gluten, like I cut out gluten, which I don't really miss at all, and sugar. And I've been feeling really good. I had some time where we traveled, but otherwise, I guess you could say that that's like pretty strict. But I can genuinely tell you that the first few weeks were very difficult, but now I feel really, really good, and it's not an issue for me to have made those changes. So anyway, as I made these changes, of course, I am sharing it on social media and on the platforms that I have, just these are the changes I made, these are the reasons why, and I would talk about um, eating clean. Well, here's where people kind of chimed in again and this is where people came to me and said that I shouldn't talk about quote clean eating because it can make other people feel like their choices are somehow dirty or bad and you know the other day I shared a full day of meals it was last week I think on social media and then I posted like what the macro macro breakdown was and the total calories and then of course people jumped on that because that could also be triggering and I want to clarify that, listen, like I'm not saying I want to be callous to people with a history of disordered eating or unhealthy relationships with food at all. Um, That's not my intention. This is just my life. This is what I'm doing and I want to share it. So I have to genuinely ask the question and I will say asterisk, this is not me being antagonistic. I'm really sincerely asking all of you in the community, you know, what is a good, healthy way, in your opinion, that we as a community can speak about these things without being villainized, you know? And I really, I really strongly believe, now here's, I know that like already, I can only imagine like how much I've said that's gonna get me in trouble, but here we go, why not? I'm already down this road, you know? I, I really strongly believe that when we dance around topics with too much politeness and too much delicacy, we end up sounding really watered down and bland. And let's be honest, trying to be overly correct, quote unquote, really dilutes your authenticity. And there's a great example of this. Now, uh, okay, here we go. I just, I hesitate with everything I say today. I'm so sorry. I'm just like, I'm really nervous because I know I'm going to get a lot of kickback for half the stuff I bring up, but I'm a huge fan of Trevor Noah. Like, I think he is hilarious. He does The Daily Show, for those of you who might not know, in the U.S. He's extremely clever, smart. It's like smart, good humor, you know? And it's not like, not always family-friendly humor, so I don't mean good in that sense. I just mean like, he's very smart and the way he communicates is clear and it's uh, witty it's really good and and the writing is excellent on the show and i always enjoy watching it and i've shared it 
so many times with people and I've replayed it because all oh, that was so good how you did that right so the other day I'm on Netflix looking for something to to watch something just funny and cool and whatever and I saw that Trevor Noah had a comedy I guess like some kind of special on Netflix where he did um, a stand-up comedy for this Netflix thing and I was like oh perfect love Trevor Noah can't wait so I turn on this thing and um, <clears throat> it was it was good. Um, he's funny and just very similar to his show, to The Daily Show. I mean, he comes at, comes at it from a political perspective and puts a smart spin on it, right? But here's the thing about Trevor Noah. He, I think, has a certain brand, right? And his brand is uh, like democratic, like the good guy, you know? So all of his jokes were very correct very empowering to women and the women's movement and vaginas, okay? Like, very positive in all senses. Like, kind of pointing thumbs down at colonialism and all, not that that should be a good thing anyway, but you get what I'm saying. It was all very correct, very kosher. And it was good. I can't say that I laughed out loud a lot, but I was like, oh yeah, this was, this was nice, right? Um, fast forward but I couldn't really put my finger on why like I wasn't LOLing all over the place you know and I was like okay well that's interesting so a few days later back on Netflix at dinner you know the, the routine at dinner you have to find exactly the, the correct thing you should be watching before you start your, your meal you know like wait nobody touch especially when you don't have kids or something you're just on your own you know it's like okay wait I have to find the perfect show before I can start start eating here so then I came across another Netflix comedy special thing but this time it was with Chris Rock and I I'm not like a Chris Rock fan per se I just was like oh I like comedy I think it's generally fun to to watch so I was like, all right, it's another stand-up thing, and uh, but and and specifically for Netflix, so it was new. And I thought, okay, cool, what the heck? And this one made me laugh out loud a lot, right? And of course, it was definitely not the the most offensive thing I've ever heard. I mean, my goodness, it had nothing on Dave Chappelle or anything like that. Like it could be, it was definitely not kid friendly, but it wasn't like super, super, super harsh. Um, but it was what you would kind of expect for a stand-up comic. It was a little, <laughs> definitely uh, could be considered offensive, but not the worst that I'd heard. And I think that the difference between those two is that we find it funny when the punchline is like, oh yes, ha ha, everyone in the man, every, you know, every man in the audience is thinking that, ha ha ha. And not because we think that these comics are, you know, speaking to the ultimate moral truths of the universe, but because they shed light on the really silly illogicalness of our human brains, right? Like, it feels relatable, not not too perfect and not too smart. And I think Jason Bateman said that, like, perfection isn't funny. And he's so right. And so when I had, like, the, the two comics kind of my own comparison between them I think that's what it was Trevor Noah he's he's the good guy he's perfect like he's not gonna try to offend anyone he's just up there to talk you know and and uh whereas Chris Rock like he is just he doesn't have an image to uphold in that way in the same way and I guess what I'm getting at with that is that when I say that too much correctness, trying to be too polite, it, it ends up 
diluting your message a little bit, right? Like maybe not, maybe that's the wrong phrase to use, but this is an extreme example in comedy, right? But I think it, it applies to even just everyday communication. So originally, you know, I was talking about how, how do we talk about difficult things? And more specifically, I want to drill down, because I talked about food earlier, even more specifically, how can we talk about food and diets without so much scrutiny and i'll say i'll clarify that i mean the diet as in the definition of like how we feed ourselves not diet as in like fad diet um and i know that in general weight loss is a really touchy subject and listen i mean that that's not my direct goal it's not like i'm over here thinking okay i have to lose x amount of pounds so not even a little bit but i'll be honest with you like I am trying to put on some lean muscle and that requires that my food choices stay within certain parameters. So even if I don't suggest people eat the way I am, you know, I'm still getting accused of pushing some kind of unhealthy agenda if I just say, here's what I ate today. And I mean, it's a difficult, it's a difficult conversation to have because I think we need to remember that people on social media are exactly that. People on social media sharing their own personal life experiences and it doesn't mean that everything on the internet should be taken as advice right i mean even people you would consider quote-unquote influencers we and i've talked about this like ad nauseum on other episodes that we've had here on the podcast where like we do need to be very careful of how we ingest certain types of content you know we have to have a filter on at all times whereas like can you just look at something and be like, oh, okay, this is interesting, that's happening. It's not like some crazy situation, but oh, this person's eating this, this person's eating that, this person works out this way, this person works out that way, without it necessarily reflecting on your direct choices or without it being taken as advice. And I hesitate to say this, but here's the thing. I know there's a lot of people within my community even who want to lose weight for health reasons. And I've tried, you know, writing blog posts or social posts and even trying to come up with different versions of this podcast dedicated to that topic and, you know, to weight loss and then to food choices and all of all of that stuff, even my own my own personal journey, right? But each time I stopped myself because I just couldn't get over the fact that like, oh my gosh, how many people are going to be so offended? And it's silly, but yes, I totally take criticism to heart. Like, it's it's a hard, it's hard to take sometimes. You know, it hurts my feelings when I feel like it's, it's unjustified. So there, I said it, okay? I have feelings too. It's like the Grinch, you know? Just because I'm called that yogi doesn't mean my heart isn't capable of real human emotions, okay? Okay, I mean, so I guess I'm just going to kind of let that concept linger in the air because... My opinion on all of this, like the whole sensitivity thing, the weight loss topic, and even forget weight loss, but talking about food choices or dietary choices, my opinion on all of that is surprisingly, or maybe not surprisingly, a little bit harsh, you know, like I guess I just personally don't believe that every single person I follow online or every single experience someone in the world shares with me needs to cater to my personal individual sensibilities, you know? So like when something relatively small gets to me, I don't think that opinion needs to be eradicated. I just kind of move on. And like obviously I'm not talking about social injustice or inherent moral right and wrong, but like little things, you know? I mean things like diet and food and lifestyle choices. And I even think it's okay 
for someone I like to say or think something that doesn't align with my beliefs and I can just move on without thinking that person is up to no good, you know? So I guess basically I'm kind of saying that I'm going to stay true to my roots as Bad Yogi and talk about uncomfortable things the best way that I know how, even though I know it might offend some people. And even though some people might be offended, doesn't mean that those who are offended are always right. And this is hard to accept because trust me, I'm probably going to cry when I read some of your messages after publishing this, okay? (laughs) But ultimately, that feels like the truth for me and I think that's that's kind of it what is true what is most authentic is going to vary between all of us and here's the thing like I guess my my challenge to you is this my challenge to you is the next time something offends you can you move past it without taking it personally and I'm actually these challenge. I have three challenges for you today. Three little bits of homework, and I'm doing them all myself as well because I'm not immune to getting offended. Obviously, even though yeah, I'm totally bad yogi. Still, like there are some things that just oh my gosh, you just want to fire off in the comments, send somebody a message, but I never do. Um, <laughs> and uh, and yeah, so so how can you move past it without taking it personally? Or at least that's going to be the challenge that I think we should all try. The second little assignment is, can you be more generous in your assumptions about other people's intent? And that's a big one because when we, I'll use my my thing as an example, right? Like when you see uh, someone post a certain calorie number, like, oh, the, here's what I ate all day. Here's the number of calories it was. Can you be generous in the assumption with something like that where it's like, oh, okay, this is this person is just putting this out there. It doesn't say please take this as advice, but it's just, that is what it is, you know? Um, So I think for me, this comes a lot in like political stuff. You know, I, (laughs) there's people in my family who have very different political opinions or very different opinions about what, uh, what lifestyles we, people should be living, you know? And instead of assuming that, they're just horrible people maybe try to understand where they're coming from like what's the underlying thing so maybe people at their core aren't acting from a bad place all the time maybe there's a a misunderstanding or maybe it just is what it is you know so like politics is a very also a very fiery topic but when it comes to someone posting on social media like a book that they're reading maybe it doesn't mean that they're telling you you should read that book that's just what they're reading you know so like it is what it is or anything like that. Um, so yeah, that's the second one. And lastly, I'll re repeat what I had said earlier a couple times, and that's I really want you to think about how, in your personal opinion, how we could talk about difficult, triggering topics without being labeled as someone with malicious intent. So again, coming back to the intent, but also how, like let's talk about this. How can we have conversations about triggering topics without setting off all the alarms, you know? I really genuinely wanna know um, what your thoughts are here. So I'm gonna leave you with that today. Kind of a little bit of everything uh, we went over, at least it feels like it. I I talked a lot. Does that feel like it? Or is that like a right amount of talking? Maybe you can throw me your opinion on that too. (laughs) Anyway, 
That's all for today. As usual, thank you so much for joining me today. Now remember, there's three ways that you can practice yoga with me. Head to badyogi.com for all the free classes, or you can try out my eight-week yoga program, PBYP, the Perfect Body Yoga Program, which operates on the belief that the perfect body is really just the healthiest version of the body you already have. And that's at perfectbodyyogaprogram.com. Lastly, you can check out my digital studio, which is where I have a constantly growing library of classes, new stuff getting added every week, and that's at studio.badyogi.com. Thanks again for hanging out with me today. Have an amazing rest of your day, and I'll see you guys right back here next time.